of curveballs and chair shots. My name is Brandon Tanguma. Sitting about six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host Dominic Hobson. Dominic, how are you doing today? I'm also laying in bed. So, you know, let the listeners imagine run wild with what's going on right now. Very sensual opening to the podcast. Yes. Do some, uh, I can deepen my voice up a little bit, you know, talk a little sexy. Is that how you get the studio audience in the mood? I don't know. Ask her what's up, baby. How you doing? No response. Okay, let's uh, let's get on with the get on. Well, we actually have quite a lot to talk about on this podcast. We got some sports stuff that doesn't involve the coronavirus. Oh, okay, for that's, the most part. But of course, we got yeah. some stuff that does have to do with the coronavirus. But we have some NFL moves to get to talking about. We got Brandon Cooks getting traded from the Rams to the Houston Texans for a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick later on down the road. So, once again, just showing that Bill O'Brien did not like DeAndre Hopkins, replacing him with Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks. Now, I think this is an excellent move for the Texans. The Rams, I have no idea why they would make that trade. I mean, Brandon Cooks has been injured. He has good talent. He is one of those players that he has, has upside. Correct. He has a lot of upside, but he's been in the league long enough that it's like, okay, how much can, how much longer can we really wait for him to produce? I have a feeling that that's if this season actually can, you know, will start on schedule. I have a feeling that this season's gonna be his breakout season. He's gonna fucking just kill it. But. You traded DeAndre Hopkins for a second-round pick, and then you traded a second-round pick for Brandon Cooks. So essentially, you're saying Brandon Cooks and DeAndre Hopkins are on the same caliber. And that's not true. That I'm, I'm saying that's a statement that, that see, it's not true. Hopkins is way better. Studio audience, are you okay? Oh, I think she, she's, oh, she's ch- choking. Ch- 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 choking. She got the Rona. We're all equally six feet apart. We're in a nice triangle. We are in a triangle. Holy crap. Exactly. Except for the mascot. He's kind of like running around the bed, so. Anywho, it's any. It she is, said it, not me. It is water. Anything else you would like to say on Brandon Cooks? B-R-A-N-D-I-N. Oh, not Brandon Cooks? Not Brandon Cooks, like me. Brandon. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, I still think. I, I think it's a good move for the Texans because of the fact they got rid of Hopkins. But. Hopkins is better. Yeah, whatever. I mean, basically. So you have Will Fuller, who's always injured, Brandon Cooks, who was always injured, Randall Cobb, who was an aging slot receiver, and then you have Kenny Stills, who is a slot receiver as well, probably. So you have a lot of good second and third receivers. You had a really good first receiver. You know, the Raiders might know something about that with Amari Cooper and Cleo Mack. You trade them away, and you're just always looking out for that next pick to replace him, and it just... Hasn't come yet. Or you go sign 
one of the best, you know, receivers in the world, and, you know... Just blows up in your face, because yep. he doesn't wear socks to a cryo chamber. Yep. Like, come on. Even I wear my socks. Come on. Into your cryo chamber? Yes. Because you're always doing cryotherapy. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to stay in peak physical condition, so... Would you like to give the audience a update on your asshole, Dominic? I actually have my follow-up appointment. So, actually, my follow-up appointment was supposed to be the 20th, and I got a phone call today from the doctor saying, like, oh, you need to call us back. So I call them back, and they're like, oh, well, because of, you know, the Rona. Well, they said coronavirus, but, you know, shorten it for you guys, Rona. Um, They said that uh, we are no longer accepting patients in the office, but you can do a video chat. So, and I said... I said, and I quote, I said, I've never done this before. What am I exactly going to have to do? She totally did not explain anything. She just said, you just go through the steps and sign up and you video chat. And I'm like, she so does pretty much. She doesn't what? understand the fact that it's a butthole doctor, and like, am I gonna be spreading cheek? Like, am I gonna hold my phone and like shove my phone up my ass or something? Or? Which means, if this is exactly what's gonna happen, Dominic needs to record this. <laughs> you need to record this Zoom. Dude, doctor's appointment. Just re- screen record or whatever, and just you know, blur 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 out his face and just shove my phone up my ass. And that sounds about right. Well, you're definitely going to give us a uh, an update. So, is the appointment still on for the twentieth, or is it, it is on for the sixteenth now? Because I work the twentieth, and I don't want to have a phone appointment at <laughs> at work with involving my butthole. So, so next week, hopefully, we will have an update on Dominic's butthole and his yes. virtual doctor's appointment. Yes. I'm off the 16th guest studio audience. All right, now some more NFL news. Tom Brady went on the Howard Stern show, which is still a thing. Aunt, my aunt loves the Howard Stern show. I, she she pegged me for that type of girl. I mean, she pegged you? <laughs> God damn it. This is how some of my butthole ripped. Some of my butthole ripped. Any hoots. Uh, Actually, I want to throw something out there real quick. I'm sorry I had to cut you off. But eighth grade... Our playoff flag football game at Creekside. I remember what I said to you because I said something. I, I I said something, and I said I had anal bleeding, like jokingly. And your auntie looked at me like, "What the fuck is this kid talking about?" There we go. And here we are. So it, many years. Your wish came true. And I have my anal bleeding because of pooping too hard, apparently. Back in eighth grade, so maybe you knew something back then. It was a premonition of mine. Premonition. Oh, man. Shout out Matt Hardy. We'll talk about him a little bit later on. Okay, cool. But continue about Tom Brady on the Howard Stern Show. Tom Brady was on the Howard Stern Show, and he talked a lot about his time in New England, how, Mm -hmm. and him being on a new team and all that good fun stuff. You know, Tom Brady definitely opening up a lot more now now that he is not on the empire known as the... New England Patriots, basically he kind of got a little emotional saying that, you know, he was great for all these years and just once, he just wanted to be loved, man. He just wanted to be like, get an attaboy pat on the ass like Vince did to Edge in his 24 documentary. He just wanted to be loved, bro, and he needs to go out and he needs to feel that love again. So he goes to Tampa Bay, though, like, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad spot or anything, but of all places, Tampa Bay, like, is it because they're desperate, maybe? Maybe it's because, you know, it's the perfect mixture of good talent on offense. And the defense is okay. But I I definitely think that they're on the cusp of a playoff. Not saying they're going to outright win the South and go to the NFC Championship game and play in the Super Bowl and all that good fun stuff. But there's definitely, I think, worse teams that he could have played for. Like, I think he probably 
I think Tampa Bay with Brady is probably better than I don't know, maybe the Chargers. I think the Chargers might be a little bit better. They have a little more talent, but I mean, I'm I'm just saying, like, out of all the places you would expect him to go, I don't think Tampa Bay was on anyone's radar. I mean, they definitely picked up steam later on yeah. when he got closer to actually signing. But exactly. Dominic, any other thoughts? Because you actually talked about the Howard Stern interview. Dominic, what do you got to say about Tom Brady's thoughts and thoughts? Thoughts? Thoughts and thoughts? Thoughts and thoughts. He's lo- He loves himself some thoughts. No, um, I mean... Giselle is a nice woman. Oh, you know her? She seems nice. There you go. Better answer. Um, no, I mean, for that being one of your main reasons why leaving, I feel like that's not acceptable maybe if I'm if I'm the Patriots I wouldn't find that acceptable being like because we don't love you or we I I feel like it's a bad it's like when a kid goes to the parents like you don't love me it's like bitch I'm your fucking parent I did everything for you it's like I feel like that's just a sorry excuse for him leaving like so let's say the Patriots are trash now it's all fun and games when your coach is an asshole when you're winning but then when you're losing it's not as fun I mean, it's people still say it's not that fun to play with the Patriots even when they are winning. How much longer do you think? Do you, how is there like a fine window that Bill Belichick has to kind of turn things around, or else maybe the players might revolt against him, or people are going to be looking down upon him because of the way he acts. I mean, when it comes to Belichick, I mean, you can't deny his uh, his greatness as a head coach. Um, I mean, I I could see him having another year or two, and then if he doesn't turn anything around, I, I, I'm i not going to say the players revolt, but I could I could definitely see, um, you know, the upper, you know, what do you call them, management or whatever you want to call them, the... What, what, what Robert Kraft, the Robert owner. Robert Kraft, yeah. There you go. I, I could see him maybe being like, hey, we're going to, you know, probably pull, you know, you need to retire, like, or you need to find another job, like, it, your your era is up. Both of them, automatic first ballot Hall of Famers, no question about that. But, I don't know if we talked about this, but who do you think has more to prove, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick? Uh, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to say it's Brady just for the fact that people always said Belichick and Brady together are like, you know, the greatest thing in the world since sliced bread, or PB and J, whatever you want to call it, um, peanut butter and bananas. Exactly. Um, but when it come when it comes to who has more to prove, I think it's Brady because he's out of. I'm not gonna say Belichick cast a shadow over his career, but you always, when you think of Tom Brady, you think of Bill Belichick and the Patriots. So I think having him on Tampa Bay, you know, it kind of gives him a second to show him like, look, it wasn't Belichick's. Uh, brains, it was my ability to play the game of football. I know I asked the question, but I think it's a stupid question anyways, because Bill Belichick had his run with the Giants, had his run with the Browns, and even the early years of the Patriots, and he was successful throughout those years. So he's been successful without Brady, and then when Brady comes on and he plays, shout out to the Flamin' Hot Funyuns in the background, Tom Brady plays, he shits the bed, well, he's in his mid-40s. Obviously he's not going to be in his physical prime like he usually was. So, it's like you can, yes, maybe Brady plays great, and he has, you know, he goes 30-10 and 10 next year. Probably not going to happen, but you never know. But, hopefully, we get 
a chance to see what happens because that means football will be played. That that that's the biggest takeaway from this is you just want to watch football. I just want to watch something. I got you. You can yeah. watch me later if you know. If you want. Well, if you want, could you like privately add me on that uh doctor's appointment call? We can do that. I can try. All right. Uh, so we've got the non-coronavirus news out the way. So we got to come back down to earth and talk some Rona. The MLB is eyeing a possible May return to baseball. I believe the actual start of the season would be in June, but the actual getting everybody together, they would bring the entire league into Arizona, into the Phoenix area, quarantine everybody, uh, then they play, you know, I think they have 40-man rosters, a lot of double headers, no home plate umpires. They finally can use the robot umpires when you, there's going to be no people in the dugout. They're going to be spread across the bleat or not the bleachers, but the stands. And there's just a whole bunch of little things we can go over. But Dominic, kind of your initial thoughts on MLB and this kind of radical idea of them trying to be the first sport to come back. Uh, before I say anything, I want to let you know because... This affects you, Brandon. Is this Oakland A's access news? Yes. They have paused the uh, auto-withdrawal from my account, a.k.a. meaning until this whole thing gets sorted out, they are no longer taking my moonies. Well, good for them. I'm still wanting my refund for some of the, for the Astros game and the parking passes that I bought. So if you're listening to this, A's executives, make it happen, right? Yeah, because when I buy the playoff tickets that never happen, they just automatically refund me. And I haven't seen anything from the A's or anybody saying what's going to happen with all these tickets of games that haven't happened or will happen or what the fuck's happening, because I'm pretty sure a lot of people right now spent a lot of money on tickets that maybe will happen, but I think at this moment they kind of wish that they had that money back right now. Part of me kind of wants to call him up and be like, look, just refund my money. I don't want to be a member anymore. Kind of. Kind of. Just just, just because that's money I could be saving. I could have had, you know, that, what, 130 bucks or whatever it was. You know. But I digress. Well, it's okay. I'm still on the hook for, what, like $1,000 from this Vegas trip that I'm waiting for it to finally get canceled, which it will get canceled. I'm just waiting for it to be officially canceled. I don't think it's going to be canceled. As you wear your Double or Nothing t-shirt, so... Because... You know, we'll, we'll t- I we'll have t- faith, brother. We'll, we'll talk about that in the uh, the wrestling portion, because we got some other Rona news, but... Uh, Dominic, your thoughts on MLB and their very radical idea of quarantining everybody for five months, I assume away from their families. Yeah. I don't know if the families will be able to join them, but there's... Players that maybe want to do that but can't afford to do it, and there's players who don't want to do that for their families and put them in that environment, and it's just, I don't see it happening. Not saying I don't want it to happen, because I'm desperate for baseball right now, but I just, at this point, I don't see anything coming back until July at the very, very, very earliest. I mean, I don't know if I've talked to you about it, or on this podcast, or whoever, but... I mean, I think the uh, a very logical possible idea is kind of just you have the two teams, you have the players, and that's it. Players and coaches, that's it. And you just play, you know? Um, 
you can have it all at one stadium. You just fly the team. You know, they can charter in. They have their own planes and whatnot. You just well, I would assume a lot of them are just going to play at spring training facilities that are all very close to each other. Yeah, or you could do that as well. And you just kind of just, you know, play. But let me ask you before I continue on, if that is to happen, do you consider this a season? Or are you kind of just like, this is just to get back on track or like would you consider any of this to be a season part of a season or anything I think if this was the entire season if it was I mean it, it all depends on exactly what happens but I think for the most part 2020 all these sports leagues it'll have an asterisk behind it especially with baseball where who knows if it's going to start when it's going to start and uh yeah, I mean if the A's win God bless them. I'll I'll celebrate. I'll be happy. Might cry a little bit, but obviously it won't be the same if it was last year, the year before, a regular regular season. All right. I mean, that's just something that I, I I was curious about because I know for me, it yeah, I'm watching these famous baseball players play again, but it wouldn't feel the same as you know watching them play at Fenway or fucking you know. Wrigley or something, whatever. It wouldn't feel the same as, you know, that, but... Um, and to answer your original question, um, I, I, I don't like the idea of doubleheaders or having that many doubleheaders. Um, just... Why, Dominic? I... I have know. you ever played a doubleheader in your life? Uh, I have once played basketball and then gone and played baseball. Does that count? All right, Bo Jackson, I see you. Or Dion Sanders. Oh, that's not Dion. Well, I guess Dion. Was Dion... No, he was football and baseball. Well, I know, but I'm just saying. Is Dion the only... Because did Bo ever have to do it on the same day? Because I know Dion did that. No, no. Dion's so Dion's the only person who did both on the same day. Yes. All right, Dion, I see you. Got you, Phil. Um, only reason I know it's Dion is because I just watched it. So, you know, <laughs> big Dion fan over here. Um, but uh, the... Uh, yeah, the concept of having so many double headers, it's like, to me... And I think we talked about this before. You you were really high on it because you're like, oh, having two games in a row and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, like you were so happy about it, but it's kind of like. Did it, I say I was happy about it? it? I said it'd be fun to just go there and get fucking shit-faced for ten hours watching baseball. But then it comes down to it. It's like, to me, it's just you're cramming all this baseball in the one thing. You just, Or you can, can you just stretch it out a little bit? You know what I mean? Like, if it's going to take them, you know, I think you did the math, like, how long, it, how many, if you started at a certain point, didn't you do it or something like that? If you started the season? Sure, a, Dominic, I did all that hard work, and I, I know, figured cause it you're, out. Because you do your, you, do, you take this very seriously. This is your job, Brandon. Because, you know, and you got laid off. Actually, I did work, worked today. Oh, you did? Yeah, you know, took care of Chips Ahoy, Stella, and Max. Okay. Great dogs. No, those are your cousins. Wink, wink. Take care of family members. Collect that unemployment check, dog. When's that uh, $1,200 check coming? I don't know. I need it. But I'm just saying, I feel like, you know, if they started, like you said, July, let's say July 1st. They started July 1st. If they cram in all those games so they can finish the season by, you know, October, maybe November, it's like, or can you just string it out a little more? Maybe you have to move some games around, but then you're not cramming everything into a few months. It doesn't matter. We're talking all this bullshit for stuff that's not even going to happen. Because the players 
aren't going to want to be quarantined away from their families for five, six months at a time. And even, you know, there's players like, I think Nolan Arenado was like, you know, just give me the fuck because I want to play, but I don't know if Nolan Arenado even has a family. And that's easy for him to say. And there's a lot of players out there. I mean, there's a lot of AAA players out there who are probably going to get the call up and play on a major league roster because they would expand it to 40 players. But I don't know what the percentage is on it to get it voted for in favor for the players. But it's, it's a radical idea. And I know baseball is probably like the UFC where they're trying to, you know, take advantage of this empty space to maybe exploit and trying to get some extra popularity because baseball... As much as I love it, it is kind of, you know, floundering and not... The, the kids ain't, ain't lacking baseball like they used to. Well, the other thing, too, is with the no home plate umpire, it, it, I mean, I know they've tested it before and everything, but, like, I, I, I don't like that idea still. I still think it's... Baseball needs to have the mistakes of wrong calls, in my opinion. But not a lot of wrong calls. Uh, so just the perfect amount, but doesn't fuck over your team enough. Exactly, but it fucks over the other team, then, you know, you win the game. Alright, so we talked, or I talked a little bit about UFC. As we all know, Dominic and the studio audience have been to a UFC party back in the day when those things actually were a thing. Yep, yep, yep. So long ago. Saw the, you know, one of the best fights of my life. Don't remember their names because they're too hard to say. Yes. Anyways. The UFC, UFC 249, was supposed to be taking place next weekend, but it is not happening now. Dana White was animate on having it happen. He was supposed to have it, uh, fuck, I don't even know where it's supposed to be. We'll just call it somewhere in Las Vegas, but yeah. it got canceled because of all these things going on, and he's like, you know, we're going to find a place, and apparently he was going to do it at an Indian reservation, and then... Disney, the parent company of ESPN, where UFC has their prelims and everything, told them, uh, yeah, cut that shit out. You ain't doing this. Fucking Disney be some bitches. We want to see some fucking fighting. Let it happen. Am I right? Am I right? I think it's the right idea to shut this bitch down. Oh. You're telling me you can't just let two dudes duke it out? Come on, man. It's not that easy, Dominic. Come on. So to bring in, okay, so for UFC, you got to bring in the, the, the two fighters plus however many fighters you're going to have in there. So that's like, let's just give it an even 10 and say there's 20 fighters. And then 20, and then everybody has like three or four cornermen. And then you got the referees, you got the judges, you got the, you know, the other referees or the cut people who got to take care of them. You got, you know, all these other people. And it's like... Okay, there's like 50 people, and you gotta take care of all this bullshit. And then if UFC is trying to run events later on down the line, because we didn't talk about this, but apparently Fight Island is a real thing, and Dana White has secured a place. And one of these days, there will be a private island that UFC fights will be taking place at. People will be fighting, or people are gonna be preparing for this train. They're gonna be training, and you're gonna have them in the gym, and you know have them around all these people. And then you're going to have them with their families and everything. And it's like, this is a two-month, let's just say a two-month process for them to train for their fight. And you're cutting weight, and your immune system might be compromised. And yes, the odds of it actually getting contracted might be very slim, but it's like it's like Rudy Gobert. Once you get one, it's going to spread like wildfire, and a bunch of people are going to get it. And it's time to shut shit down. Damn, Brandon, you uh, thought long and hard about that, huh? Not really, it's just kind of common sense, I think. Well, you know what my old supervisor said? Common sense is not all that common. I think 
you can do a basic fight. You can have, if you had the main event was, you know, McGregor and fucking somebody, whatever. You're telling me you can't have that one fight and minimize most of that? You know, you could, instead of having three cornermen, you have one, you know, and the judges are Joe Rogan, the other announcer dude, and fucking Dana White. Boom, you just eliminated two you other... You can't two. have the judges can't be somebody from UFC. They have to be from a commission, Dominic. And what commission is going to be a part of this to judge it? I think there's, like, the Mohegan, like, the Indian Reservation. Like, they have a commission, but it's, like, how long can you keep that up? I digress. I fold. Let you. How long did you think about this, Dominic? I mean, I, I knew they canceled UFC, but I was I didn't know it was, you know, there was, like, that much shit that had to go into it, honestly. What, so what did you think goes into a UFC fight? Wait, wait, okay, what do you mean goes... Like, well, apparently you didn't think there was that much stuff that goes into it, so what do you think? Well, I didn't realize they had, like, all of those... I mean, like, I mean, I knew they had, like, three or four people, like, in their corner, but I didn't know, like, it was, like, you know, they had to be there. I thought it was just, like, okay, this, you know, I'm gonna have these people here, you know. I mean, you don't need four or five cornermen. You can have one, as you said, but... You need a judge. You need judges. You need a referee. You need. Well, I know that part. There's a lot of you know a lot of things that take place. But if we can round it back to wrestling, I don't think we've really had this conversation. Do you think WWE and wrestling in general is it all that much different than what UFC is trying to do? I mean, yes and no. I feel like yes because I mean. You think about it. You have two wrestlers and you have a referee. That's basically all you need, right? Or, and let's say two camera people. And two camera people, one to do the hard angle and one to run around the ring, whatever. But that's also not. It's not uh, owned by Disney. It's not owned by, you know, a company. If NBC or Fox says they don't, they don't want them to do that, then. That's then, all it takes. Then, but do you think they're gonna say, "Don't do it"? They're, 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 they might, but they also are gonna, gonna go. This might be the only shit that keeps people from going crazy. And I think because it's wrestling and it's not a real sport, that I think people are more likely to kind of, you know, be a little more lenient with it. With it, I do agree that wrestling is slightly different than UFC. You can have even make it a tag team. You have. You know, four people, a referee, two cameramen. You don't need to have the commentators there live, but for the most part, they've been live, or at least kind of in the vicinity. And then, for I think for wrestling, you can kind of isolate people a lot more than you can with UFC because you don't have to train. You can just train by yourself, do some stretches, do some push-ups, and you know, just go out there and do your shit. And I think what AEW's been doing is they kind of having these long tapings, you bring in 20 people to come in, and then like 10 people leave, and another 10 come in, and you kind of just kind of mix it around and switch people up, so you can, yeah. Who do you think's handling the situation better, WWE or AEW? I think thus far, well, we don't know all the behind-the-scenes aspects that, but I think from an, an aesthetic standpoint, I think AEW has been a little bit better with the whole, you know, social spacing and, you know, kind of limiting what they're doing. Yes, they have crowds with the, whatever, 10, 12 wrestlers at ringside, but 
WWE, we're going to we're gonna talk about this later on, but I guess we can talk about it right now. They're holding tapings right now. They tape SmackDown today. They're going to be taping more shit, uh, you know, today, tomorrow, whatever. So we kind of speculated what WWE is going to be doing if they get shut down. They're kind of back up and running right now, which I guess is a good thing for them, obviously. I mean, if 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 you were running WWE or AEW, whatever, how many shows shows would you want to tape ahead of time? Well, all would you, you, have to would, do would is... you would you you know have let's say Raw was live, and then when they cut Raw, would you go and tape next week's Raw? And I then... don't think anything should be live just because you're trying to get in and out as quickly as possible, have the least amount of exposure. You can have well for Raw when. On Raw, they they didn't do a hour-long match like they've been doing. But if you have, let's say, five matches per show, you know, just kind of have five matches, you know, you can have all five matches in a span of an hour. You can knock out four or five episodes. You can knock out a month's worth of television in one day. And then maybe do, like, a SmackDown tape in the next day. Or you can, you know, do it one week of shows and then another week and however you want to do it. Hmm. That's, that's honestly what I was thinking, was kind of just bust out as many as you can, and then you can just slowly, you know, okay, well, shit, we need, we're coming up on the last few episodes we have, let's tape a couple extra. Because everyone's just kind of taking this one month at a time, and yet, it's not going to be, we're not going to be fine in a month. It's going to be, we we don't know how long this shit's going to last, so it's like, you gotta get shit in while you can, and don't take, you know, don't you take know for granted. You know why this shit's not going to, it's not going away easily? It's because people don't fucking stay home. Motherfuckers, stay home. Wash your hands, wash your clothes, wash your ass. Well, stay home. Yeah, stay home, Dominic. Don't go to work. I'm an essential employee. I have paperwork to prove it. Do you have any uh, Ash Moraga stories to tell us on the podcast? Any dipshits? What do you mean dipshits? Just dipshits in general that come into your store, work at your store? Uh, I've had a few customers in a full hazmat suit come in looking at uh, fucking plants, and I'm like, Really? You got all that shit on just to go tomato shopping. Okay, you're a bitch. Um, we've had customers uh, walk up to us, ask us a question, and then yell at us to get six feet away. And we're like, but you walked up to us. Um, and then the newest thing is the curbside pickup. You know, credit card over the phone, we're ringing you up, whatever. And these motherfuckers come into the store and pick it up. The whole point of it is to stay in your car, and we load it into your car, and you don't have to get out and do anything or, you know, contaminate yourself or whatever. They still fucking come in the store and shop. So, not a, if that's not a dipshit, I don't know what is. Alright, finally, once again, it has to do with WWE and sports. A little bit, unfortunately. Moment of silence for the XFL. Because they have suspended operations... For the foreseeable future, they have <laughs> laid off all of their employees, oh. essentially. On poor Vince, poor Vince McMahon. The thing That's only lasts sweet. about six weeks. The corona comes. The corona killed the XFL. I think that's the biggest death thus far. I mean, do you agree? Besides the hundreds of thousands of people. Yes. I mean, hot, I, mean, I take, take that back. If Tom Hanks died, it'd be the biggest kill. But, you know. He he like he be Tom Hanks defeated the coronavirus. Good for him. Okay, so have you got anything to say about the XFL? I think they'll come back. I think you know, they probably laid every I mean, they probably did they they fucking did lay everyone off, but 
they did it because it was probably the better choice than to leave these people, you know, at home not getting paid, most likely. I know the players are getting paid. I don't know if staff are. But, um, you know, it's probably the better choice. I still think they'll come back. I think people... I think people were coming around to it. That it... they Once they got the idea of this, this isn't WWE wrestlers playing football. This is legit football players playing football. Yeah, they're not the best players, but it's still professional football. I, I think people were coming around to it. So I think they'll definitely have one more season and then hopefully, you know, it takes off from there. I don't know what Vince McMahon's money situation is. Obviously, it can't be that hot if he's suspending operations and laying everybody off. But if this thing goes for the remainder of the year, no sports whatsoever, we get to 2021, hopefully we can all just, you know, get a mulligan on this year and get start fresh in 2021. Do you think the XFL is going to try to if the NFL doesn't play, do you think that's even more added incentive for them to play? Or do you think X, the NFL will play in the springtime just so they can get their money and do whatever they got to do? I mean, I definitely see if no one plays, I can definitely see NFL playing in the spring trying to get the money that they lost. Um, I mean, I did he, I did read something on how the, I think the NFL committee or something like that was looking at the XFL and certain aspects of their... Um, I guess, rule book and, like, you know, their extra point plays and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I think XFL, I don't think they were scaring NFL, but I think they had their attention for a small period of time. So, I would definitely think by hearing that, that XFL should be making a comeback or at least, you know, next season, you know, have some type of, um, how do you say, some type of plan of coming you know, coming back, um, but you didn't really answer my question. I didn't really pay attention. I asked you if there are no sports, and 2021 is a fresh year. Do you think the XFL will have added incentive, and Vince will be like, "Fuck it, we're gonna be the first sport to come back. We're gonna be, you know, fuck the NFL. They didn't play, so we're gonna play, and you know, we're gonna rise up." From the I mean, ashes. I didn't. I basically answer saying that. Just say yes or no, Dom. Sure, yes, Brandon. Okay, there uh, we go. Thank you. Fuck. Just fucking meandering for like forty-five seconds and, and then giving my in-depth analysis. An analysis. Jeez. All right. Give me a PBR. Should we take a PBR break? No. And go into wrestling? No, we'll get drunk tomorrow, Brandon. I mean, I am kind of thirsty. We'll get drunk tomorrow. Why not? You said I kind of want a PBR now. Okay, well then, you you talk for about a minute and a half, and I'll go get us two BB two BBRs, two BBCs. Um, <laughs> I'll guess I'll go get you a, a beer. Yay! Just now, talk for about a minute and a half. Well, I'll, I think I can do that. Okay. Dominic. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. Oh, and he has to fill up the studio audience water bottle, so this might be longer than just might be longer than a minute and a half. But the first news we got to talk about in the world of pro wrestling is some big news. We got the revival. Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder finally getting their release. That has been something that has been uh, speculated and pondered for a long, long time. It feels like for two years now that possibly they might be released. They've filed for trademarks. They have kind of teased the idea of leaving. Uh, but it finally happened just kind of nowhere. And who knows exactly where they end up. Obviously, they have teased 
a feud with the Young Bucks for these past few years now. I think obviously the landing spot would be in AEW, but I would also like to see them possibly go to New Japan. I think them going there to uh, bolster up the tag team division could be very fun to see. But I think in this time right now with them getting released, you can say it's all it's a good move and a bad move for them to be released at this time because if they're not going to be used on WWE, then might as well, you know, get cut. You can sell some t-shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees, you know, make some money that way. Hopefully they have enough saved up that they can kind of survive the outbreak and they can, uh, you know, have enough money saved up. And then once all this bullshit blows over, which who knows how long that'll be, maybe six weeks, maybe six months. And by that time, their 90-day no-compete clause obviously should run out. So maybe they could be like a very big... They can It can almost be like that opening Nitro where the first AEW Dynamite with fans, the Revival come out, and they jump the Young Bucks or something like that. So now that Dominic has finally retrieved the beers and the water, your thoughts on the Revival finally getting their release? Am I allowed to open up the can near my mic and kind of let them know the shit's true? Sure, Dominic. Sure. I mean, you ready for this, Brandon? You ready? I hope this doesn't explode all over me. It'd be kind of embarrassing. Probably didn't even read that. It's all good, bruh. Malaho. Um, Did you just say Malaho? Or... <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Mahalo? <laughs> yeah, sure, let's go with that. That's like the Hawaiian, like, you know, take it easy. Alright, bro. Later. Anyways. Malalo. Malalo. Inside um, the Pokemon. Obrigado. Uh, revival being released. Um, You know, Brandon... I, I, I would say I'm not I'm surprised but I'm not they were underutilized they were taken advantage of the only thing that I enjoyed from revival from day one of NXT to being released and and if I if I get ridiculed for this it's whatever was watching Dash punch the fuck out of the guy that tackled Bret Hart the only thing I remember the only thing I enjoyed of anything they did you don't remember their fan... T- well, I guess you weren't watching NXT at the time. Now we don't... Well, we don't have any NXT parties anymore. But the NXT tag team title matches that the Revival had were fantastic. They faced American Alpha. They faced DIY. I think they even had some good matches with the... Well, I guess they don't face the uh, Authors of Pain because they're both heels. But fantastic matches. I think they even had one with Mustache Mountain, which was fucking fantastic, but... I mean, I did watch them. I mean, I, and I did enjoy them, but I mean, stand out, him punching the shit out of the guy, top of the list. Shout out Scott Dawson, or no, Dash Wilder. I get him confused. Dash Wilder, who helped train Edge for his comeback. Have you seen the 24 special on Edge? Very Not good. Not the whole thing. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Uh, How's do you that agree? PBR? So, it's quite tasty. You know, it's basically like, yeah, it's cold, it's kind of like water, so it's quenching my thirst. Good. You know, I'm not going to get buzzed and say some stupid shit on the podcast. Maybe we'll do that next, uh, tomorrow, on Get Drunk and Watch <laughs> Wrestling. <laughs> Who gets drunk and talks shit on a podcast? I mean, definitely not me. I mean, we've only maybe done that once before, and no one's going to ever hear that podcast, ever. I mean, I was drunk the other day, where we watched NXT, and you t- put me in the bullet cast. You were drunk? On, on a scale of 1 to 10, you know... I was probably like... Or WrestleMania. Uh, oh, yeah, it was night one. Forgot about that. Um, I was probably... So when you, when I threw the headset on, I was probably like at like a four and a half, five. I was, I was coming down already, 
but I was still a little... You were still buzzing. I was still buzzing a little bit, yeah. But you were sober as a gopher for our review. I mean... Because you're a professional. Yeah. I mean, look at me right now, man. Got a hole in my shorts, got a beer in my hand, got a wrestling shirt on. So... Do you agree with me that this is probably the best time for the revival to get the release? Because who knows when their actual contract runs out. But with no shows being taken place, maybe they weren't going to be used on WWE anyways. Might as well have their release so then they can ride out this 90-day non-compete while nothing's going on. I mean, it's probably the best situation for them. I mean, if... I mean, 90 days would put them... I mean, I know you're not a math genius, but roughly... Well, if we're in mid-April, that would take us to about June. Middle June? June? Hey, June? May, July. No, May, June, July. June right? comes before July, Dominic. Yeah, sorry. I'm stupid. There you go. Um, so wh- how that how would that put us 90 days? That's three months. Oh, I can't do math. Yeah, it'd be July, right? Sure, maybe it is July. End of July, maybe around there? Right? Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Are they fuck? That spiked really high. I'm sorry, guys. Go Tigers. Um, <laughs> I'm so funny. Um, yeah, I mean, talking about middle July, yeah. I mean, I mean, if baseball is predicting July to start, I could definitely see July being a good time okay, for... Okay, I, I keep saying, like, oh, I don't see anything coming back until July. I say that saying there's going to be no fans in July, but stuff will start to happen. Yeah. I don't see fans coming back... I hate to say it, but I don't see it next coming year. back till next year. And that's fine, but you know, you'll st- just because fans aren't there, that doesn't mean when you see the arrival make a run in and fucking Shatter Machine, fucking Kenny Omega or whatever, you're not gonna go crazy. You're not gonna fucking go on YouTube and share that clip and shit. You're still gonna pop for it. Just because you don't see a live reaction doesn't mean you still won't pop for it. I'll pop so hard. <laughs> I see you popping right now, dog. Sorry. All right. Then, from The Revival to Ronda Rousey. Lots of R's on the podcast today. Ronda Rousey did an interview with, I believe, I don't even know what the fuck it was. I think it's like Sports It Go- was Steve-O. Steve-O? Like, yeah, the actual he, he Steve-O? He was on the Steve-O podcast, and she said, fuck those fans. Oh. Well, fine. Well, I was going to, like, I guess I can't look it up on the internet right now, but... For the most part, we'll just give you the quick synopsis. We'll give you the Dominic Hobson version of, you know, we're not going to give you straight facts. We're just going to kind of bullshit and say kind of what happened, but not exactly. So, on the steve podcast, according to Dominic, Ronda Rousey said that she's never going to come back to WWE full-time, and she kind of equated it to the, because of the ungrateful fans, they they just don't understand of what they had, and you know, fuck them, and I did all my all I could and all I wanted to do, and they still didn't like me, and blah 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 blah. And I mean, I've I said this before because I saw Ronda Rousey in the UFC. This is kind of what she does. She bitches and complains until she gets her way, or I mean, I mean, kind of. She loses two in a row, and she throws a bitch fit and doesn't admit defeat. That that's what Ronda Rousey. Or is this one big angle for her to be a massive heel? You know, if people don't like her, the then Ronda Rousey throws a hissy fit. Damn, and people and people want to say she's a role model. I ain't a fucking role model, bro. As much as I love Ronda Rousey, like I'm gonna admit that she has faults and she has some. Maybe I don't know if I say anger issues, but she has definitely a quirky personality. 
that, that is not quirky. That is well, it's 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 different. It, you should say different, not quirky. Because when I think of quirky, I think oh, you know they're. You know, <laughs> oh my god, I'm e- so cute. Exactly. Like oh, I got some. My my flaws are cute. Like you know, I bite my nails. He he he. Not fucking. You, you think know. of Pokimane. Exactly. Not. Do you even know who Pokimane is? Huh? You know who Pokimane is? Who's Pokimane? Main. Who's po- Pokimane? Like, yes. It's f- like this like cute little Asian girl. She's like a Twitch streamer and. Shout out to Jarek. Jarek loves her. He's always liking her photos. Okay, but yeah, but okay, so that that's that's kooky, corky, whatever you want to call it, and <laughs> but but to say Ronda I can just Rousey imagine. Is I can just see corky. Dominic's mind just going to like cute little Asian girls right now or something, <laughs> running through his mind or some like schoolgirls. Whoa, of age schoolgirls. Thank you, thank you for clarifying. College schoolgirls. There you go. Tee. Look at that one pe one one beer and he's already drunk. Jeez, I know. You don't like Brandon? I guess me and the studio audience are having a bad day today. Yeah, I guess so. We had, you know, we we saw each other two days in a row, or three days in a row, last week, and I think that was just way too much for a relationship. I think it's probably the the coronavirus going around. You know, she's a little nervous, and you know, you you usually, you know, is uh, what's what I'm looking for. No, I'm not drunk. You're usually the reason why we get sick. You know, so. Well, I've already uh, come to the conclusion that I think I've already had the coronavirus because my mother was sick for like, remember my mom was like sick for two months last year? And I saw something on the news that said that maybe the coronavirus was here in the Bay Area like in the fall. So you're basically telling me your mom had coronavirus. Yep. And so I'm already immune to it. So I can just go outside and say, fuck all you hoes. But I'm not because I'm a responsible Don't human. Don't worry. I won't tell my brother who works with the police. I already have antibodies because I probably already had it. I'm as- I was asymptomatic. That mean that means we're exposed to it, studio audience. That means we're fine. That means I can I can live my life. How does it work, studio audience? Give us a, a lesson on the coronavirus. Uh, apparently, you just gotta put your middle thing in the air. And wave it like you just don't care. Anyways, back to Ron Rousey being a little bitch. Um, yeah, I I think, I mean I I think you know she says she'll never go back full time because. 200 place days a year, she wants to be with the family, she wants to make a family, blah, blah, blah. But I also think it's she can't handle it. I think going from UFC and then to WWE are completely different paths, first off, which you talk to anyone, it's true, but um, I think she just doesn't, she doesn't want to be away. She can't handle it, she can't handle the the wear and tear on her body i think it's just her way of her way of saying fuck the fans is just her way of saying that she can't she's not cut for it how about instead of she's quirky she has a fragile ego i like that there you go she's a fragile little flower a little dandelion sure because you know just as soon as some wind comes her way she just falls apart sure there you go We're, we're out here with the metaphors See, I went from stupid drunk to, like, smart drunk. What's next? Yeah, dumbass drunk. Sexual drunk? drunk? You know, Dominic. You know, I mean... You know, Dominic, you look so... You know, Dominic, we're going to talk about, you know, money in the bank right now, because, you know, it was supposed to take place in, you know, Baltimore, but, you know, now it's not going to take place in, you know, Baltimore, because, you know, the coronavirus, so, you know... Okay, drunk Brandon can go to fuck, get in hell, so get the fuck back. Leave me alone. Get out of here. 
Money in the Bank was supposed to be taking place in Baltimore on May 10th. They advertised Money in the Bank on WrestleMania, so it's still going to happen. They were very coy on saying where it was going to happen. But obviously, it seems as though we're going to get another empty performance center Money in the Bank, which obviously, I mean, it's kind of a foregone conclusion that that was going to happen. But it's now official now. Well, I, I don't know if it's official official, but the Baltimore Arena said that this ain't going to happen. It's not official official, but it's official. It's like a, it's just like a, a kind of official. It's a fish. It's a fishish. Eh, that's fine. I mean, if it, I mean, WrestleMania has proven that you can have a pay per view and not need an audience. I mean, so we get a cinematic Money in the Bank match. Burpski, very multiple burpskis and one burpski. Uh, you don't need to say burpski. I muted my microphone. Unlike you did the other day. Um, I, I threw it to you, and then you were burping, so I kind of had to fill time. So you just say burpski. Yeah, oh. ski. I mean, I can burp in the mic next time if you want. Well, if you listen to our friends over at Trapped in Hell, Travis gave us a lot of burpskis on, the, on their latest episode. You serious? Yes. <laughs> uh, that's funny. They also did a watch-along, which may be something we should do, which is kind of why I got, not the inspiration, but why maybe we should do get drunk and watch wrestling. But I feel like we should watch, like, bad wrestling, like some 2001 WCW. I'd be down for that. Yeah. But you gotta get her on board. Which means we're doing lots of tequila shots. But it would be Zoom podcast. We're gonna be Zoom podcast? I can't get drunk with my best friend? Well, we could still get drunk. We'd just be getting virtually drunk. I guess. Maybe. Maybe. Anyways. Anyways. Would you like to give us an, an update on your thoughts? Because you said you still believe double to nothing is going to happen. I mean, I want it to happen. I really want to get out of town for a week and just, you know, blow all the money I have and saved up. And That's pretty much the only reason why I want it to happen. I just want to get out of town for a week. So, Dominic, we can talk shop for a little bit. Let's say it doesn't happen. But let's say maybe by summertime, July, August. Not saying we've, you've already shot down my idea of going to Boston to see SummerSlam, but mm-hmm. would you be open to maybe, you know, use, because your, your brother gave did give me like $500 for these tickets, which yeah, I'm yeah. still going to pocket. But we'll use it later on down the road. Yeah. Where, where would, you know, obviously we have to ask the studio audience her opinion, but if it was up to you, Dominic, where would be some place you would want to go just for like a quick maybe weekend vacation but spend a lot of money in that weekend? Spend a lot of money... So, you know, we, we get, like, some nicer place. We go, you know, say, like, a nice place instead of, like, a mediocre place for, like, five days. Unless you take a vacation, we can stay in a mediocre place for five days. Ah, that's a good question. I mean, y- you know, I know this this person doesn't listen to the podcast, but I would actually like to go to Washington and see my dad. Got a little sentimental, bro. It's hit me right in the feels, dog. Not even Seattle. We gotta go to Tacoma, right? Or... No. Where does he live again? I forget. Uh, Spokane. Spokane. There yeah. we go. Spokane Valley. I knew it was one of those big yeah. cities. Big. This city ain't big. Spokane is one of the, It's like... Spokane, but Spokane Valley Okay, very... but like I'm going to remember it's Spokane Valley. But we can go there and you go on your little nature hikes and I'll go fishing with my daddy. Get and... bit by a bat and get corona straight from the source? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But uh, either that or, you know, you know, maybe we want to go to Alaska. What's with you? These fucking cold-ass climates you want to go to. Because I fucking hate the heat. Wow, I love the heat, Dominic. For, for someone who sweats. Let's go to Miami. 
for someone who sweats like crazy, hey, I, sw- I might sweat like crazy, but you haven't seen anything if you haven't. You did not go to Mexico and see my uncle's walk from the room to the buffet <laughs> at ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> motherfucker was doused. From the room to the buffet, he's fucking dripping sweat. That's fucking hilarious. Like, hey, did you just coming from the pool? No, came out of the shower like an hour ago. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah. Anyways, let's get into our television recaps. We got Yay. Raw. We have Asuka defeating Liv Morgan. Asuka, I think, probably in the running for MVP during these Performance Center rounds and Smackdowns because it feels as though she's on every single one and she has like a 10-minute match to fill time and shout out Asuka. And the... The mascot's about to knock over your laptop. Very tired. I'm surprised he hasn't unplugged your microphone yet. It's because he's sleeping. That's him. The way he just is, that's him going, all right, I'm getting comfortable again. See, that? that's what I do. You know, he comes, I say hi, he gets all excited, so I tire him out for like five minutes, and then he just knocks out. It's like the first half hour, he's an asshole, but then the last half hour, he's Now he's just cute and adorable, right? Mm-hmm. Make a TikTok about him. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Because he's... Oh, uh, someone already made one. Bored in the house. In the house board. Bored in the house? In the house board? Because he's bored in the house... Anyways... Oscar yes. <laughs> defeating Liv Morgan. Maybe Oscar getting the Thoughts? singles push after she loses the tag titles, which I'm not against. Against Becky? I mean, I we guess, were I mean, on th- Raw, but... But I they mean, just did that at the Royal Rumble. Exactly. That's why it's kind of like... Maybe I, one of her uh, newest challengers just debuted on Raw. Nia Jax did debut. We're just going to jump into it. She defeats Deanna Perrazzo, something that they didn't even advertise. And I kind of thought they would have advertised that a little bit more because they didn't have a whole lot of surprises on this show. But Nia Jax comes out, she beats down Perrazzo, and she now has your girl Paige. She has the Rampage I know. with the blessings of your girl Soraya. It's amazing. So now Nia Jax is your favorite wrestler right now? Yes. Okay. I mean, I mean I'll mean, i be honest. I, you know, when I first saw her, I was kind of like, ew. And then... Ew. At first, I'm on the Nia Jax bandwagon now. Now you think Nia Jax is very underrated? Yes. Okay. Not as underrated as Sonya Deville, though. Okay. If you would like, if you would like, you know, have your ratings. Where would you kind of sandwich her? Like, what? What do you mean? You know, like what, what's like what's her her rating, if you would say? Like, where where would you put her in the in the woman's rankings, if you know what I mean? Ooh, um, wrestling or. Well, you said underrated, so you know yeah. that you got to put her in that ranking. I put her like a, like a solid like eight. But who who is like she, kinda, you know, if you were to rate all the women, but we don't objectify women on this podcast. We but, don't. But if you were, we're strictly to, talking about talent here. Yes, just talent. Yes. How would you rate her talents compared to the other roster? Like, who would you say she's in line with? I mean, let's let's be honest. You know, you have like. Uh, should, we, should we play like a name game? Where I just name off women's wrestlers and you say which one you'd rather have? Just sure, really man. go downhill? Sure, sure, fuck it. Or you want to say that for tomorrow? No, we can do it. I mean, we can do it right now. Sure, whatever you want, Brandon. It's okay. your podcast. It's my, it's, oh, it's my podcast now. Yeah. When we go downhill, it's my podcast. Exactly. Okay. But when we're doing amazing, it's ours. Okay. Charlotte or Nia Jax? Plead the fifth. No. Um. You know what? I'll probably go Nia. Okay, okay. Uh, Dana Brooke or Nia Jax? Probably still go Nia. 
Just because Dana is fucking yoked. So, she would probably rip my dick off. Well, all of them could probably rip my dick off, but... Sasha Banks or Nia Jax? Nia Jax. Naomi or Nia Jax? Go with Naomi. Tamina or Nia Jax? Really? I'm just I'm just trying to spend some time while I think of somebody else. Nia Jax. Okay. Um. I'm... Bailey or Nia Jax? Go with Bailey. Okay. Okay. You're okay. looking at my dick, Sudians. Jeez, I ain't got a boner. Jeez. Yet. Yet. Yes. Uh, Peyton Royce and or Billy Kay and Ajax. Fuck. I definitely wouldn't want Billy. So I, I would, if it was Billy and Nia, I'd take Nia. But if it was Peyton and Nia, I would probably take Peyton. Okay, I think we found the, the perfect sandwich. She's she's an iconic sandwich. There we go. There you go. We've really gone downhill now. So, the street... Well, Bianca Belair or Nia Jax? Well, Bianca Belair can just go straight to hell because I'm going to choose Nia Jax. She made her Raw debut as the Street Profits were taking on Austin Theory and Angel Garza. Zelina Vega got into the match. And, Dominic, what... What are the odds that the one time that Zelina Vega wears her wrestling gear, that Bianca Belair comes out and challenges her to a wrestling match? I mean, it's like slim to none, right? I know, but just, just happens. It just happens like that. It happens. So then Bianca Belair faces Zelina Vega, then and a disqualification or whatever, even though nobody touched the women in the match, mm-hmm. which turns into a six-man, six-person and the babyfaces win. They got basically an hour out of all these three matches. I mean, can I just ask the age-old question of when is Zelina ever going to win a match? I feel like... But she's never been... Even in NXT, she was never billed as a wrestler. So she has she's someone with credibility, but she's just someone to lose all the time. Yeah, but that... You know, she could be utilized as a really good heel champion in my opinion. I'm not saying she she has the ability to dethrone Becky, but I'm saying whoever they go to after Becky, I think Zelina would be a good a good heel opponent. So Bianca comes in as a babyface with Street Profits. Do you think it's a good move to just have her be with do you think she's going to be with them as an act or do you think it's just, you know, kind of a one-off, they're married so we'll just bring them in and then eventually they'll split off, but we will acknowledge that they're together. I'm hoping it's a one-off or, you know, maybe, you know, they're together for a small time being that since this whole thing is going on and, you know, down the road, they'll eventually just kind of part ways and she'll go on a singles run and they'll do their thing. But there's a small part of me that feels like it's not going to be just a, you know, small time gig. It's going to be, this is what she's going to be doing. And she's going to be like the badass, strong, able to whoop a man or woman's ass kind of like manager spot. And I, it's, it makes me afraid of, you know, what they're going to do with her. She comes in as a baby face. I think she can play either or very well. But I think with Be- with Becky, not Bailey, she's on Raw, do you think maybe Bianca would be, be- maybe better suited to be as a as a heel? But then, you know, maybe just having... Too many a, Bs first off. Becky, Bailey, and Bianca. And baby face and... Baby face and... Or, you know, just have, you know, a strong black woman be a baby face and maybe have Becky and Belair, Bianca, I battle. Mean, 
for the belt. <laughs> um, I mean, I I'm not saying this because I, I'm uh, just Dominic's about to get Dominic's about to get racial right now. <laughs> I am. Um, it, to me, it kind of puts them in the same situation they were with Kofi at WrestleMania last year, where it was, you know, they kind of right wrote the wrongs that they did to Booker T. So they said, "All right, Kofi, you can have the time." I'm not. I'm not taking anything from Kofi. I think it's well deserved. I'm just saying, like, I'm afraid that they're gonna kind of do the same thing with Bianca. They're gonna be like, you know, like, "Oh, look, we need a strong black woman to show people that you know we're not racist," and then, you know, it's her. On that note, let's continue on with the bees. We got Alistair Black taking on... The A's, Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews, yes. There we go. They go about 30 minutes. Apollo Crews apparently wasn't an expiring draft pick, whatever the fuck that means. But they go about a half hour. Black ends up getting the win. I thought a really, really good match. Dominic, do you think this was a good move to have Black go this long against Crews? Or do you think it was something that might be takes down Black because he went so long with someone who hasn't been utilized at all. I mean, I, I think it. I think it's phenomenal. I think it's a great idea. You, you're showcasing, you know, Apollo's abilities and everything, and yet you're still putting Alistair's, you know, he's still putting Alistair over very strong. Um, the only thing I wish is maybe, like, after the match, you know, Alistair Black could acknowledge Apollo and kind of been like, yeah, yeah, you deserve to be here, bro, or, you know, something like that. And you know. I, Yeah, I think it definitely is going to have to be with the follow-up. I think if Cruz is just here because he lives in the Orlando area, he's here, he's a body, have him fill some TV time and they don't go back to him, then, yes, may, I mean, maybe it's not going to affect Black whatsoever, but I, I've always been kind of higher on Apollo Cruz compared to what his push actually is. So I'm hoping that with the, you know, if he is one of the the few amount of bodies that they have, that he can be utilized more. And with him not being utilized that much, he was, I mean, he wasn't, like, buried at, like, a top level. He was kind of buried in the mid-low card, so maybe that helps a little bit more, because people weren't really paying attention to seeing what he was doing. Then, we got a new tag team. Cedric Alexander and Ricochet defeat Birch and Lorcan. I love Birch and Lorcan. Throw them up. But unfortunately, they did not go too long. They lost to Cedric and Ricochet. Eh, I mean, with the Street Profits being tag team champions, I don't see them really going anywhere right now. With Authors of Pain being out, I, I mean, I I like the tag team. I mean, they're they're good. They can have fun matches, but I just don't really know where they can go right now. I mean, they're gonna go to the to the top, baby. You already know this tag team is money. With with everything, they're 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 like the new um, Airborne. You know what I mean? Maybe remember Airborne, Brandon? Remember that? Yes, I do remember Airborne. They lost the tag titles at a house show in Oakland because Evan Bourne likes the weed. Right? I believe so. Because yes. he got suspended like the day after. Who was Airborne again? It was Evan Bourne and who? You're the one who brought up Air- Airborne you didn't know the it fuck was, it was. Wasn't it Air Boom? Wasn't it Kofi and him? Yes. That's what it was. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, we got a squash match. Seth Rollins comes out, beats up uh, some dude. Pretty methodically, pretty fast. Some dude. And there you go. Kevin Owens also cuts a promo, kind of a very know-nothing promo. It's kind of like he doesn't know what exactly is coming next, but he's going to do whatever he's got to do. I mean, I, I, I think that's what a lot of wrestlers are feeling is, like, what's next. So I think Kevin, the way Kevin handled the whole thing was, like, perfectly done for, in my point of view. 
Then in the main event, technically this took place after WrestleMania. McIntyre comes out, cuts, I thought, a, a good babyface promo. And then the Big Show comes out, turns heel for like the 3,742nd time. And challenges McIntyre. McIntyre backs off a little bit. And then in the end, uh, Big Show smacks him. They have a match. And McIntyre wins in like seven minutes. Do you think this has to, has to do with anything with Big Show's new show? The Big Show show. on Stream on Netflix right now. And the main event. Also a WWE show or movie. Hey, we're not getting paid to promote that shit, so stop. Get drunk and watch the Big Show show. All right, let's do it. We have to watch all eight episodes. They're a half hour, so f- we're just going to do a four-hour live stream getting drunk and watching the Big Show show. We're going to be fucked up. Take a shot every time they say the Big Show yes. show. Yes. I don't know. Anytime they say Big or Show. And Big Show show, you got to take like a triple shot. Yes. Anyways. I'm drunk just thinking about it. Your thoughts on the main event, Dominic? I, I didn't like it. I mean, I, I, I don't like anything that has to do with, you know, such a stupid match. So, Great analysis there by your boy. Now let's move on to AEW Dynamite. They start off with Jake the Snake, another one of those blacked-out sit-down promos. Puts over Lance Archer, talks about Cody Rhodes, that if Cody doesn't make it to the finals, that really it's him throwing the match because he's scared of Lance Archer. I thought it was a, another really good promo. I think Jake is definitely finding his stride. And all these promos are more about Archer than about Jake himself, which I think is always the best part and what a manager should be doing. Can I can I just ask the question? And I, I haven't been able to ask it because I just thought of it right now. Um, Jake the Snake, of course, WWE Hall of Famer. How come he decided, like, do you think it's literally just the money thing that made him want to go to AEW, or do you think, you know, he had no chance of, you know, WWE ever utilizing him in any way? I think it's definitely a creative thing. I think he was always vocal in wanting to have, like, that second, well, I guess at this point it's like third or fourth chance to, you know, be in the business and kind of utilize his mind. And with DDP and... Uh, Cody being so close, I think obviously that connection with uh, Jake the Snake definitely helped him out. And I think Jake has been, I mean, pretty damn good in these situations with these promos he's been cutting. But why why do you think people like Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, X-Pac haven't done the same thing? Because they're closer with Triple H. Well, how do you know they even want to do that? That is true. That is very true. That's true. I think Kevin Nash has a pretty good gig doing these, uh, you know, these movies. What movies? I mean, you know, he's a big Magic Mike star. Magic Mike. I was going to say Magic Mike. Uh, so then his boy Lance Archer goes and defeats a jobber. Pretty quick. Nothing really to uh, write home about. Then we get the best friends taking on the other best friends, Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa. The match goes uh, pretty long. A very kooky, you know, DDT-like match. Dominic, your thoughts on the match itself? And is this something that... Kenny Omega should be doing, being as though he could be the top star. He's their tag team champion. And is this just something that we got to get used to? Because Kenny is Kenny, and he's just going to do shit like this. Well, but like I said earlier, and I hope I don't uh, get shit for it, but, you know, why Why is he... I understand why he's tagging with someone that's not his tag partner because of the whole coronavirus thing, but why is he tagging with someone that's not his tag team partner? Because they're best friends. They go back to DDT. Yeah, but I'm... I mean, 
I, I, I don't like it. I think, I think you, uh, yeah, I just don't like it. I'm sorry. Why don't you like it, Dominic? Explain yourself. Just know, like, you're a tag team champion. It's like, it'd be one thing if, like, okay, you and me are tag team champions, but, you know, your best friend is Philip and he has a tag match, he needs you, whatever, okay, that's fine. But, when there's nothing like that going on, but and I'm going to go randomly tag with my friend, it's like, just to me, it doesn't make any sense. I understand where you're coming from. I think the more the gripe I have with the match is, like, why is Kenny doing this crazy, stupid things, kind of, you know, lowering himself, which he's done this in the past, but maybe it's just something that Kenny enjoys and wants to do. But, you know, that's also time to rein it in and say, Kenny, I know you want to have this crazy thong match with Michael Nakazawa, but you're the tag team champion. You could be the top guy in the company in a year. You're not doing this. Well, I mean, I think he is one of the top guys in the company already. Uh, he's not the guy because that's John Moxley, but I think he is one of the top guys um, in it. But I mean, being who he is, his his name, his draw factor, I think he can do whatever he wants. Speaking of John Moxley, him and Jake Hager are gonna have their street fight or Falls County match. I don't even know what the fuck it is, but it's taking place next week at Daly's place. They had a fight package. They had two separate lengthy uh, interviews with John Moxley, uh, Hager, and his kind of fight camp. Very straightforward. Maybe affected a little bit because of the kookiness surrounding it, because of the Kenny Omega match, and then I think the Matt Hardy thing also followed this. But, uh, I mean, I liked it. I enjoyed it. But let's stay tuned and see how that match delivers. I mean, would you be okay with this happening more often? With like these type of interviews, would you be okay with it? I mean, I love these type of interviews. It's something that definitely gives us a sports-like feel. This is kind of something UFC does with their uh, Countdown Two series, and with what's you know what is going on. There's a you had Jake the Snake, you had this stuff, you had Matt Hardy, you had a lot of in-home, like literally in-house promos being cut, and that's just kind of what you got to do. And I thought they were well delivered. John Moxley did his thing. And Hager did okay, but I think he had a good enough surrounding cast with his wife and his trainer who maybe he was playing up being a stupid heel or maybe he is just stupid. But uh, I thought it was good on both sides. So you're saying that you, you're okay with this until they st- start? You can still, uh, what, you got something against sit-down interviews? No, I'm not saying I have an issue with it, but I mean, at what point, you know, am I seeing, you know, fucking four sit-down interviews or fucking it? episode and well know. NXT did do that uh you know a couple of weeks ago and the ratings did take a hit so yeah, it does show so, the people mean, it that? shows you that you can't have too many interviews well not an interview but a match we had Hikaru Shida taking on Britt Baker and the everyone that's oh well not everyone but uh the big news come out of this Britt Baker gets busted up it's all over the internet there's memes there's stuff all about it Good thing she's a dentist, right? I thought this was a really good match, maybe one of the top matches or women's matches that they've had thus far. I know that's not saying a whole lot, but I like this match, but I really did love the promo afterwards. As you said, Britt Baker, the closing line, that good thing she didn't, uh, you know, knock out one of my teeth, but it didn't matter because I could have fixed it by myself because, you know, I'm a dentist. What a bitch. I mean, I, I Britt Baker, I, I was really high on her. I thought she was going to be top face, and then, okay, Kylie Ray is going to do it, and then she leaves, so I'm like, okay, it's going to be Brit. but who the hell, I I mean, unless I've never paid attention on the indies, 
you know, little side, you know, sidebar. I don't watch indie wrestling, but I'm just saying. Or any wrestling. Or any wrestling in general. Um, but I'm just saying that, you know, she's actually fucking knocking the ball out of the park with this heel persona of hers. I, I really enjoy it. I mean, yeah, her, her in-ring work still definitely needs some improvement on, but I think she's definitely nailing it with the persona. The promos her and Tony have are phenomenal. The after-match promo with the dried-up blood and her just, you know, being a, a snivelly little bitch was just so f- much fun. And Yeah. I, th- I mean, she keeps losing, but I think with Nyla Rose being the champion at this point, you're going to have a top babyface contender. Maybe she does takes it. I mean, I still think they need to find a top-tier babyface, which... I don't think Sheeta is that at this point. Chris Chris Statlander's not that at this point. It's going to be a big free agent signing. um, That you know, that's going to. I think it should be Emma, or I'm sorry, uh, Tanil Dashwood, or Sasha Banks, or Sasha Banks. Um, It's going to be a big free agent signing that's going to come in and and Mama Thickness. It's going to or Mama Thickness. So that's gonna Jordan come. Grace, for you. uninitiated. Okay, Jesus Christ, let me finish my damn statement. It's going to be a free agent signing who's going to come in and take that top spot, and it's going to be the, the big draw factor for the women's division. Continue. We had another Brody Lee segment where he told his minions that you got to dress to impress. Continuing on with the uh, Vince McMahon-isms, and then Brody has a squash match, so more of the same from Brody Lee. And it's the more of me saying, okay, whatever. Then we got a Matt Hardy promo at the Hardy compound. He made fun of the entire inner circle, and he talked to Vanguard One. Always nice to see you, Mr. Mr. One? Mr. Mr. Guard? Mr. V1. Okay, Mr. V1. And VG1. Th- does Vanguard identify him themselves as him as a as a male? Just wanna you know, I don't wanna be, you know, gender offensive. Has has I don't Har- know. I don't has know. Hardy ever acknowledged Vanguard as a him? I don't know. Don't so, so we're just gonna be gender neutral on Vanguard. So it's, they. So then, what do you say? It's not Mister One or Mrs. One or them one, them one, them VG one. Throw them up. Uh, so Matt Hardy talks to Vanguard One. They cut a promo with each other, and Matt Hardy challenges uh, Chris Jericho to the Elite Deletion. So Matt Hardy saw WrestleMania, and he said, "Hold my beer. I'm gonna fucking top this." If this does not beat Boneyard or Firefly Funhouse, how much does this hurt not just Matt, but AW and in the grand scheme of things? If this match does not blow up and become epic. I don't... I know I'm going to might set myself for failure, but I think when you have Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho, two of the you know, maybe the best comedy minds at this moment with this type, with their characters, I think there's no way this thing is going to fail. I think Matt Hardy, with all... I mean, even the WWE version of this was, was good. I mean, it wasn't the TNA version, but I think with him unleashed with Jericho, I think them two can have a, just a phenomenal deletion match. Will, do you think we will see any WWE-esque character personas? Maybe, probably not, but I mean, do you think we're going to get to the, the Lake of Reincarnation and we're going to see Y2J again? Is that, what you're, is that what you're asking us? I mean, I'm just saying that'd be pretty cool. Or Matt goes in there and he comes out as version 1 and we're like, what the fuck? Alright, and in the main event we had the quarterfinals for the TNT tournament. Cody defeats 
Sean Spears in a pretty lengthy match, but that's kind of the norm for all these matches as far most of them kind of overstaying their welcome, but you got to fill the TV time. Cody gets the win. I thought a really good match. Maybe not as good as their first match they had at All Out, but I mean, it was good for what it was. Um, if if it is it just me, or did Co- did Cody have to hit like two crossroads or something like that? He did hit two crossroads, and then Sean Spears kicked out of him, killing the business. Exactly right. I mean, I I don't know. Uh, it just felt. You know, you you hit your finisher twice, and you're you know, I mean, I you know I take that back. Braun had to hit it four times to beat Goldberg, so I guess Sean Spears is just as strong as Goldberg, right? So, Dominic, do you have to hit it four times to to beat it up, to beat it, to, uh, to get to your finish? <laughs> gotcha. That's funny. Or to get to her finish? I don't know. I don't know. You have to ask her, but she's not paying attention. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, we didn't talk about this, but Chris Jericho was on commentary with Tony Schiavone. Your thoughts on Les Champions, Le commentary? You're going to have to give me a second. He turned the ceiling fan on. I'm fucking dying in here. And let you see my my, my package? No, I'm cool. Um, I, I, I think Jericho honestly should replace JR, in my opinion. So Hot takes. It's the it's it's the uh, I almost said balls palsy. It's, it is balls palsy. No, what is it? How do you? What's the first one? Bells. Bells palsy. On that note, let's get into finally NXT. Not a lot to talk about because there was an hour-long match on this episode. NXT actually getting a win over AEW, beating them by like less than a thousand viewers. Like maybe. I, I, I don't know, but a very slim margin. It's within the margin of error. A lot of news stations obviously getting a shit ton of views at this point, so that's why both of them are kind of lower than normal. Dominic, your thoughts on NXT getting the win this week in the ratings? Um, I mean, it's probably well-deserved in my opinion. I think they put on a phenomenal show. And let's talk about that show. EO Shirai wins the six-woman Ladder match to become the number one contender she will face. Charlotte Flair later on down the line. Dominic, I know EO is your girl. Also, Mia Yim is your girl. Also, Tegan Knox is your girl. So, uh, what do you think about this match? You know, I, I was under the impression that uh, it was either going to be uh, Mia or uh, Tegan. I didn't expect EO to win it. So when I did see Eo win it, I was kind of shocked by it. Um, I thought it was a phenomenal match. I think it was well put together. I th- think, um, you know, I love the spot with Tegan uh, helping Mia power bomb what's her face through the table. Um, Miss Gonzalez. Sure. Raquel Gonzalez. Um, I I thought that was a great spot. Kind of it, kind of, you know, kind of shows you that that door that that match is gonna keep. That feud still going on, um, you know. I thought I thought it was a decent match. Um, Io well deserving. I think she can put a good match together with Charlotte. Um, but then again, now it comes back around that this is what Io's fourth title match, right? She had a couple with Shayna, right? I don't know, but I'm just I can't wait for us to be mad in like a month and a half when Charlotte just beats Io and and that's, that's then that. that's what I'm getting to is Io's gonna get fucking slaughtered. Yeah. 
But uh, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I thought this match was really good. I think it was probably better than the ladder match, the singles tag title ladder match. But uh, overall, you know, all the women really worked hard. I think they told a good story. You know, a lot of big bumps, which when there's nobody there, maybe you shouldn't be taking those kind of bumps. But that's what they did. At the end, Io gets the win, I think. Well deserving, as the studio audience tries to wiggle her way around the bed. Anyways, I think Io... I, th- I mean, I think she's a good person to win, I think. With her winning, I think this definitely... Maybe not cements it, but I th- definitely think that... She's going to be a, a baby face now because I think Charlotte's a clear-cut heel. And I'm excited to see the match. Hopefully Io can get something out of Charlotte. Yes, I said Io would carry Charlotte in this match. but I agree. Yeah. Is the studio audience going to take a massive dump? Yep. Nice. Anyways, we get a uh, Bevins Enterprises. Indus Sheer, the team of Rinku and Sawariva. Completely butchered their names, but Good they job. have they have a squash. I think they go like five minutes, so it's kind of a longer squash. They didn't impress me all that much, but I mean it's kind of the first step. Maybe they'll impress me when they actually get to a real match. Have they developed any other? I mean, uh, Brandon, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch any of this. I kind of just you wow. know, saw some highlights. Wow, kayfabe. But did they uh, show off an actual finishing maneuver, or are they still just using generic moves? Why are you just going to ask me a question like I actually watched this match? Maybe I wasn't, you know, I put it on in the background while I went and walked around and did something because I knew that they were going to win. Brandon? Well, let's just admit that both of us pulled the Dominic and we didn't watch this match. Let's get on with the get on. All right, so uh, they have some promos or I guess some interviews with Charlotte and Rhea. The Charlotte one was a replay of what she did on Raw and Rhea. Uh, rumor and innuendo is that she has some work visa issues, so she's going to be over in Australia for the foreseeable future, so that's why she kind of dropped, at least that's the m- main reason she dropped the title. But uh, Charlotte winning, facing Io, Rio, kind of gone. What do you think? Uh, I mean, it kind of makes me think, like, what if, she, what if Corona wasn't going on, and what if, you know her work visa was fine, does that mean Rio would have had a WrestleMania moment and beat Charlotte Flair to, re- Flair to retain the title? Possibly. Now, Dominic, I want to get your thoughts on this. I was listening to a podcast, and somebody, I, th- I was, you know, the light bulb went off my head when I heard this comparison. Charlotte Flair is like the female version of Randy Orton. She does all, Shit. she does, you know, she does a lot of stuff. She gets the big push. She doesn't really get the crowd behind her all that often. Mm-hmm. She's kind of turned so many times that you really don't know how you're supposed to feel about her. Mm-hmm. And yet just, she's always there. She's always going to have that match, always have the entrance. Do you agree with that kind of... I do actually agree with that. That's actually a good statement. I will. I mean, it's a good statement, but I don't think that... You don't agree with it? I, mean, I don't think that's very good for Charlotte Flair. I think, I think the only thing that I don't agree with that is Randy did fuck up a lot and still got the push and got the titles and got everything he wanted. Whereas Charlotte hasn't fucked up and she still gets the push and she still gets the title and all that. So We're just speaking from a strictly in-ring aspect of it. Then yes, I agree. Okay, then. Then finally, we get the final beat. Johnny Gargano takes on Tommaso Ciampa in a cinematic, I guess, street fight. It was a combination of a Boneyard match and the Edge-Orton match. I think it is sandwiched in between there. Not as good as the Boneyard, but I think better than 
the Edge Orton match. Went damn near an hour. There were several commercial breaks in it, so that's what kind of paced it out so long. Gargano ends up getting the victory after some help from my girl. I don't know if she's going to be my girl anymore. Candice LeRae, she kicks, takes Johnny to Dick Kick City, but Johnny had a cup, and then takes Ciampa to Dick Kick City, and Gargano gets the win. And this apparently is supposed to be the end. No retribution, no nothing. Candice LeRae has officially turned to you. What world are we living in? Brandon, how do you? How does this make you feel? You know, I, I mean, I, I was saying, yeah, you tell her, you tell him, Candace, you know, fuck him, kick him in his dick, leave him, and then she just comes back and hits Champa right in the balls, and it just it, it tore me up. Inside. Did it feel like you got kicked in the balls too? Yes. Wow. So sad. I'm sorry. So sad. I'm sorry. Um. So it's okay for me to call Candace a whore then, right? You can you call her whatever you want, Dominic. Um, I'm happy that this feud's finally supposedly done with. I feel like we've we've seen and done everything that we possibly could with it. Um, I'm ready for them to kind of move on into the realm of the main roster, or if one of them's gonna get the NXT title again. Like I'm ready for that part of the story to to go on. I'm done with them. I want more for them singly singles competition whatever if i could be serious for a sec shout out lance storm you know, haven't got to get that bid in got to do it at least once every episode i thought this match was uh i thought it was good uh maybe a tad bit too long I, they did do one kind of cinematic cut where they did an air raid off the top which i was not a big fan of but you know with this i thought it got really good late but you know i'm i'm not I'm I'm still thinking maybe they'll have one last match just because it's like you know did, did you really have to end it with a screwy finish like that I w- if Johnny won straight up I'd be fine I'd be like okay that's the end but with this with ca- Candace interfering and doing it kind of just did. leaves it open just a little bit so you're saying you want one more blow off you know like one blow off take over once everything's back to normal just then it's the end well, I mean, if it's a no, it's a no DQ mat or false cut, whatever you want to call it. Put it in a cage. Technically, yeah. Put it in a cage. Maybe the first ever Hell in a Cell match for NXT. Eh, I'm down. So that'll do it for us for today. Sneaky long podcast. We went one twenty six. Eh, I uh, mm. <laughs> sneaky long is my middle name. Is that what the studio audience says. Yep. All right. All right. Well, for... Found the podcast title, Sneaky Long. For Dominic Hobson, my name is Brandon Tanguma. This has been Curveballs and Chair Shots. Dominic, I think we didn't really answer this. Do we have any fan mail questions? Oh. I think we do, actually. I, I remember uh, seeing something. Can you uh, plug... Uh, as my voice cracks a little bit, can you plug the socials while I look Well, if you would like to send us a question, whether it be sports, wrestling, or just life-related... Anything. We don't care what it is. If you just want to tell us, like, a story about... Corona. You know, Corona, you shit in your pants. You know, if you had a Chili Bowl incident, let us know your Chili Bowl incident. Send it in to Facebook, Curveballs and Chair Shots. Twitter, Curveball and CS. Curveballs and CS. Or Curveball and CS. Curveballs. Curveballs and CS. You changed it. Because I did that one. Curveballs 
and CS spell out the and. And if you would like to go on the Gmail, curveball and CS at gmail.com. Now, Dominic, have you fumbled through the email long enough for you to find out? Definitely, somebody has sent us in a question for us to answer before the studio audience comes back from her mega dump. I've lied. There is nothing. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but, we have a notification on Facebook. Ooh, Saul Laura liked our post. Who is Saul Laura? Uh, Detox Auto Detail co-founder. Oh. oh. Maybe once... But shout out... Uh, uh, never mind. Shout him out next week. All right, thank you all very much for tuning in. Maybe we'll have a bonus episode this weekend. Maybe, maybe not, probably not. But anyways, goodbye and good night. Uh, tee-hee! Let me in.